in the face of John Collins. Super Bowl champions, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Let the celebration begin. And now it's time for Swoop Radio with your host, Josh Sanchez. With your host, Josh Sanchez. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Swoop Radio. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. And man, if you guys can hear the fans in the background, I apologize. But man, it is a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful week. And obviously, it is baseball season. So I don't know about you guys, but I am absolutely excited. Um... And man, we have a lot in store for you guys today. I apologize for the earlier live stream. I tried to go live this morning. I was definitely too tired from work. Just as I mentioned earlier, I want to let you guys know that I got a brand new job. I am working at Amazon. I'm working Sunday through Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I'm completely doing a 180. I'm working overnight. Instead of working in the daytime. So just bear with me as I adjust with the schedule and stuff. I also apologize for live streams. I'm going to take a couple weeks off. And then I'm going to reassess and re and rethink where I could live stream and stuff like that. So Swoop Radio is still going to be Swoop Radio. But I just want to let you guys know my new schedule. So live streams are going to be Thursdays and Fridays. Those are going to be my two live stream days. <clears throat> let me grab a drink of water real quick. And also, I'm getting my hair cut tonight. Thank God, I need one. Yeah, I I need I need a haircut bad. My my hair is rough. My facial hair is rough. I need to get diced up. I need to get clean. So I have a lot in store for this week. Oh man! So we're gonna get started with today's podcast. Here is some of the topics that I had in mind. We got to talk about March Madness because the Baylor Bears are your 2021 NCAA champions. Men's basketball, they 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 were dominated. That game was boring. And then we and then we got to talk about the Phillies and we got to do some baseball cuz it's been so long and the Celt- the and the Sixers, I'll I'll talk about the Sixers a little bit as well because they beat the Celtics on Tuesday night. I wanted to live stream that game. The Sixers dominated from start to finish. That's how good the Sixers were last or on Tuesday night. They came out to play. But those are going to be the topics for today. And just like always, you guys can listen to the podcast. If you missed this live stream on Twitch, we are, we are also trying to get 50 subscribers as well on Twitch. Right now, I'm at 26. Yeah, it's not a lot right now, but I've always, I've been doing live streams for about probably a month and a half now. So let's get to 50. If you know people that love sports, love Pokemon, love anime, you've come to the right place. Follow Swoop Radio, Swoop underscore RD underscore, 
and please hit that subscribe button because I'm trying to get to affiliate. So if I can, that's awesome. But we got to take it day by day. But back to the topic at hand, you guys can tune in. If you guys missed the live stream, I do my podcast every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Just look at the link in my social media bios for more information and also in this show description. Now that that's taken care of the way, let's get started with the first topic. All right, and we're starting with the first topic here. You have the Baylor Bears just completely annihilating and destroying Gonzaga. And it sucks because Gonzaga going into the game was 31-0. and And we're looking for perfection. The first time since UNLV, I believe, in the 1970s. That would have been the first time ever since a team has gone perfect in the year. And boy, was this game a blowout from start to finish. Baylor was up at was up at least in their my fault. Their largest lead in the game was 20 points. Gonzaga never led, and it was pretty much a blowout from the opening tip. Baylor shot the lights out from three. They made 10 threes. They shot 10 of 23 from three-point range. 45% from the field, 6 of 18 from the free throw line. What does that spell? That that spells a dub for me if you shoot those percentages. And for Gonzaga, they shot very good during the field. They shot 51% on the field. Five, only made five three-pointers and missed seven, or they missed six free throws in the game. So all in all, both teams, they 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 had a, they both teams had a really good offensive showing, but Baylor dominated on the rebounds. Baylor had 38 rebounds, 38 rebounds. Gonzaga only had 22, and that is where games are won and lost. Can you get that extra possession, especially in college? In the NBA, you can get away with that with good shooting. You can get away with a a lack of rebounding with great shooting. That's why the Warriors won three titles in five years. Their shooting was just, they shot the lights out. Whereas... In college, you need to be able to rebound because even if students are wide open, they're still probably going to brick it at least four out of the ten or at least six out of the ten times. So it's not like the NBA where you can't leave a guy wide open. College basketball, you can. So grabbing the offensive boards, that, that's what there's that's what the game's won and lost. So uh, like and I mean, I don't want to brag but anything, but I predicted Baylor winning the whole damn thing because their defense, that's where they won. That's where they won this championship. The reason why the Baylor Bears are NCAA champions is because of their defense. Their defense has really shown up. Against Villanova, you only make two three-pointers and you hold Villanova. Villanova had more turnovers than points in the second half. Butler. Mitchell and Teague are beast. Butler and Mitchell are definitely going to be NBA ready pit players easily. And then even Teague as well. So, I mean, the Baylor Bears, they won their first NCAA championship, but that's what I want you guys to show. That's where I want you guys to understand where Baylor won this game was on the defensive end of the court. 
And I want everybody to understand that. This team had great defenders. They had by far the, one of the best defenses in all college basketball. They could shoot the lights out from three. And they can also kill you on the boards if you really wanted to. The, their, the tournament of the game for Baylor was that Villanova game because Villanova took away their three-point shot and they had to beat you another way. And that's exactly what Baylor did. And for Gonzaga, I mean, Jalen Suggs, oh man. Me and my coworker talked about Jalen Suggs months ago about how this guy is going to be such a problem in college and also in the NBA, he should be a top three pick. His game winner to beat UCLA. Now, I will say this before I get out, before I talk about Jalen Suggs and the Gonzaga Bulldogs, I must say, UCLA being an 11 seed and taking Gonzaga to overtime, and it took a Jalen Suggs bank shot three pointer to lose. I'm not going to lie to you. I think if it's Baylor-UCLA, I think the game comes down to the wire. UCLA was just clicking on all cylinders. They went from the first four to the final four. And I was telling people, whoever wins that playing game between UCLA and Michigan State is going to go deep into the tournament. I said that. So as bad as I was with my predictions with Gonzaga, because I did have them losing to Virginia in the Sweet 16, that was Absolutely terrible. Not good. Definitely not, definitely not good in, in my part. I'm not going to lie to you. Definitely not. But I was right about UCLA, and I was also right about the Baylor Bulldogs. Uh, not Bulldogs, the, the Baylor Bears. Absolute, absolute domination. They were my tournament champion, and they won it all. I'm so happy. I mean, my brackets were definitely destroyed, uh, but I will say I finished in the 96th percentile that knowing that Baylor won the chip. So, as bad as it was, I ended up being in the top 96% in the nation. So, I can't complain. Right, man, let's, let's, let's give a loud round of applause for Mr. Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. And what I might do is for a podcast, for especially for these live streams, I might even add a, we can watch like a reaction video. I think that would be really cool. We can like react to the game and stuff. I, I'm going to start doing that from here on out. But, and I'll, and I'll create a poll, and I'll create an Instagram poll, and, and we'll see, because I can do a little segment where it won't be recorded for my, for my podcast users, but for my live stream, I can do, like, my live reaction and stuff like that. But, for the box score, because box score tells everything, Butler had 22 points, Mitchell had 15, and Teague had 19 for the Baylor Bears, and uh, Flag, Flagler had 13 points coming off the bench, hit three threes for the Baylor Bears. For the Gonzaga Bulldogs, like I said, Suggs, 22 points. He is a he is a bucket. He is a true leader. Whoever drafts him is going to have a baller at the point guard position. He plays above average defense. He can hit the three-point shot. And he's not a scare. He's not scared of the moment. And he makes his teammates better. So Suggs is a should be a top three pick in the NBA draft. But he had 22. Time had 12. Kispert had 12. And that was pretty much it 
for the Gonzaga Bulldogs. It was a slow, it was slow. You could tell, you could tell they didn't have the legs. They literally gave it everything they had against UCLA, whereas Baylor completely annihilated Houston. And that's another game I predicted right. I picked Baylor Houston in my final four. So I had two out of the four final teams in my bracket. I can't complain. That was pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm proud of myself. I really am. But, (laughs) but Baylor won this game from start to finish, 86 to 70. It was pretty much an annihilation, a snooze fest. I was at work. I was, I watched it during my break and it was just boring. It was, it was not a good game. I wanted a good game and that's exactly what I had. I got the opposite. The game stunk. Baylor was just too good. Baylor shot 43% from three. And on nights where you're just making shots like that, and again, 38 rebounds to 22, you're not going to win basketball games that way. You're just not. That's just that's just not what's going to happen. That's, you're not going to win. I'm not going to lie to you. So when it comes to college basketball and when it comes to this first topic, this is the end of the first topic. We're going to take a quick five-minute break. And we're going to get into some Phillies baseball talk. And we are going to get into some MLB postseason predictions. I'm so excited. My Phillies jersey is actually getting washed. So I'm wearing my Flyers jersey. I know that my Flyers shirt. I know they've been stinking it up lately. They lost to the Bruins the other day. But I will say this. I am so excited to talk about Phillies baseball with you guys. And also... I'm going to talk to you guys about some postseason early predictions. So, and I have to double check to see if there's an extra wild card team or not. But tune back in in five more minutes. You guys listen to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez here on Twitch.tv, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcast, and iHeartRadio. We will be right back. We are back. Welcome, everybody, to the second and final topic of today's Swoop Radio. I am your host, Josh Sanchez. And, man, we got to talk about some baseball. Baseball is finally back. And before I get into the Phillies and before I get into my MLB postseason early, completely early and overreached predictions... We are going to talk about, I I love the smell of fresh grass and opening day. I don't know what it is. It's like with the NFL and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you play football. In Christmas, you play basketball. I love watching basketball on Christmas Day, even though this year the games are all blowouts. But baseball, it's something about April 1st, around that time frame, where I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to sit back. I'm going to give myself a nice cold beer. And I'm gonna watch some baseball, and I and I that's what I did. I watched baseball from start to finish, and I absolutely loved it. I grabbed a I grabbed the Corona, uh, Corona. I can't even pronounce that word. It's Corona time, and I just sat and I watched some Phillies baseball. And man, boy, have the Phillies have been great! Man, you want to talk about 
coming out of the gates firing. The Phillies swept the Braves, and they took two from the Mets. Two teams that are, I'm not going to lie to you, when you look on paper, more talented than the Phillies. They are. The Mets, they added Francisco Lindor, just like another you guys don't know who Francisco Lindor is, man. I don't know. You must live under a rock or you don't understand baseball because Francisco Lindor is probably the best shortstop in the game. He, One of the best fielders all around, just absolute stud. He played on the Cleveland Indians and was a part of that 2016 team that went to the World Series and just couldn't get it done against the Cubs. But Francisco Lindor is a beast. Also, Pete Alonso is another beast for the Mets. And then the Mets have better pitching with Jacob DeGrom. Like, what else do I have to say about the New York Mets? And 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 I and I can't stand the Mets, honestly. I <laughs> I honestly can't. They're, they are the Phillies rivals, but I'm not gonna lie to you. The Mets are pretty damn good. And right now it's two to one, Miami and the Mets. But the Mets, they they are definitely a more talented team on paper. And the Phillies took two from them. And don't get me started on the Braves. The Braves have won a division the past two, three years. So, again, like I said for the Mets, they have Pete Alonso, They have Conforto. They have uh, Francisco Lindor. They have, they, have, they, have, they have Jacob DeGrom. They have Stroman. The, 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 Mets, the Mets are pretty damn good. So... The fact that the Phillies swept the Braves and also took two from the Mets, great start for the Phillies. And I will say this, from top to bottom, the Phillies have been playing great as a team. You have Hoskins. Hoskins is the first Philly ever with seven, with at least seven extra base hits in the team's first six games. He has been hitting the lights out. He's hitting over 400. And he, he's had six doubles, and he hit his first home run last yesterday. The Phillies yesterday, because they have an off day today, the Phillies were hitting bombs yesterday. Hoskins hit a homer. Uh, Alec Bohm hit a homer. And then also JT Realmuto hit a homer. The, the Phillies were just clicking on all cylinders yesterday. They won 8-2 to two against the Mets. And Aaron Nola, he only pitched four innings, so I believe I got to check to see if he got the win or not. Um let me see, because I, I don't know how baseball is now. Yeah, so Aaron Nolan did not get the win. In order to get a win, if you're a starting pitcher, you need to go at least five innings, and Aaron Nolan only went four. But Hoskins has been hitting the lights out. Didi Gregorius is batting 304. He's hit a homer this year. Uh, Gene Seguri, I mean, the, the Phillies have a – the problem with the Phillies is it's not their lineup, it's their bullpen. And the Phillies' bullpen so far – has been pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Um, as, as I'm looking at the bullpen, here's what the bullpen has has offered so far. You have Al, Alvarado. Sorry, I'm trying to pronounce his name. He's gone three innings, only allowed one run. You have Coonrod, three innings, allowed no runs yet. You have Bradley, two and two-thirds. He's only allowed one run. You have uh, Knitzer. He's pitched a couple innings, hasn't allowed a run. Vince Velasquez, now he's he's been struggling. He's he's allowed four runs in the inning that he's played. Uh, Hector Neris has been great. Uh, Brogdon has been great coming out of the bent, out of the bullpen. So the Sixers and also like the the not the Sixers, the Phillies bullpen last year was was statistically the worst bullpen of all time. And the fact that their bullpen is actually showing a little bit of decency and the Phillies can actually hold leads 
for once because the Braves games, all those games were close. If you ask this team last year, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> Phillies would lose half of those games. And Brogdon already has three wins in the season already. So, and he's gone three innings, has three Ks, has only allowed one hit. That's all you need from your bullpen. Just don't give up runs, hold the lead, and everything will be okay. And that's what the Phillies have been doing. And their offense has a bunch of firepower. The Phillies probably have one of the best lineups in baseball. You have Hoskins, you have Didi, you have Segura. Segura's batting seventh in your lineup. You have Alec Bohm, who showed great promise as a rookie, and he had a three-run homer last night. You have JT Realmuto, the best catcher in the game, batting fourth, and thank God he got paid. Man, because if he didn't get paid, what the hell? And then obviously Bryce Harper. He's he's due for a couple big games. I expect Bryce Harper to hit a couple home runs this week. You heard it here first on Swoop Radio. I expect Bryce Harper to hit two big bombs this week easily. And then you have Andrew McCutcheon coming off of injury. Adam Hazley, that's the only weakness in this team is center field. Center fielders still trying to figure it out. But this six this Phillies team is deep. Their lineup is deep. They literally just need Zach Wheeler has been dealing in his first start. He pitches tomorrow. He has the ball tomorrow, so I'm excited to see that. So this Phillies team, they can sneak up on a lot of people, and they can honest, they're definitely a postseason team. It's just, are, is the bullpen going to be is going to continue to pitch like this consistently? That's going to be the question with this Phillies team, because we all know. As the, as the game gets tight and the pressure starts to mount, you need to have guys in the bullpen that can close it out and hold leads. So I just want to let you guys know that. Because you already know this offense is going to show up. Bryce Harper, he has not hit a homer yet, but his on-base percentage is almost 500. Bryce Harper is a beast. I love him. He's a great fit in Philly. If you want to talk about superstar athlete. That fits in with the Philly identity. That is Bryce Harper. Did you guys see his fanatic cleats? He's a trip. I man, he is a trip. I would love. There's a there's a few guys that I would love to sit and have a drink with. Bryce Harper is one of those guys. He's a funny guy. He is a he has a great personality. He energizes the fans. He energizes the city. He wants to win. He was talking about sign, re-sign JT. We need him, and we did. He's awesome. The Phillies need to win a World Series with this man, please. Because I know Washington fans, they're all like, oh, yeah, we won a chip without Bryce Harper. Come on, let's win a chip. So, and that leads perfectly to the last topic for today. And I know this podcast is probably going to be around 40 to 50 minutes, just letting you guys know. Maybe it, we'll see how these postseason predictions go. And then, obviously, I'll, I'll talk more about the Phillies as well because, I mean, I love it. Baseball is finally here. And I'm not going to watch all 162 games. No one does. But who doesn't love to watch baseball, especially during the daytime? Like, right now, it's so beautiful out. And this makes me want to just grab my bat and, and swing. I'm next. My next podcast, I might even do it at a batting cage. That'll be pretty fun. But my, my microphones would pick up on everything, so I don't know if you guys would be able to hear me talk at all. But man, Phillies baseball is back. The Phillies are five and one. 
dominated their first homestand. Now they take on the New York Met. No, they take on the Atlanta Braves tomorrow. And they also take on the trying to think off the top of my head. And they also take on the Mets, too. So they have the same schedule again. So hopefully the Phillies can get some dubs on the road and everything will be okay. But now, let's get to the main topic at hand, and we're going to do some MLB postseason predictions. So this is, again, this is super early, and obviously, if I'm right, I look like a freaking genius. If not, it's just another typical day here on Super Radio. So... We are going to go around. So here is the new postseason format. I want you guys to understand this before we get started. So last year, they expanded the playoffs to 16 teams. This year, they're going back to traditional wise. They are going back to three division winners and two wild card spots. So five teams are going to make it in each league. So you have your three division winners and two wild cards. So I just want to discuss that real quick. Before we get into this, because I don't know if you guys heard, but there there has been some rule changes this year. So, we're going to start with the American League East. The team I think is going to come out of the American League East is going to be the New York Yankees. I think the Yankees are going to win the division this year. And that's no disrespect to Boston and Baltimore, I think, and also Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, I know they went to the World Series last year, but they, they're missing their two best arms, Blake Snell and I forget the other guy's name. He is not, the, the Rays, you can't, make up for, you can't make up for two dominant pitchers leaving your roster. I don't care who you are. You can even be freaking the Dodgers and, and pretty much sign whoever the hell you want. You're missing your two best arms. You're not going to win this year. So, with that being said, I think the Yankees, they have the offensive firepower with Stanton and Judge. The only question with them is can they stay healthy? If the Yankees stay healthy, they will be the American League East champions. So, that is my prediction for the American League East. Now, for the American League Central. I love the White Sox. The White Sox, they showed a lot last year. They were the sleeper team. They made the playoffs. And hopefully, I think they can take the next step. Now, I think the Twins are going to be tough. It's going to be a neck-and-neck race between the Minnesota Twins and the White Sox. And also, I think Detroit has gotten better. They have that young they have that young star. I, I forget where I forget his name off the top of my head. Here, let me let me pull him up real quick as I because I don't want to forget these names. And if I if I have difficulty pronouncing the names, I apologize. It's uh, uh, Badu. That's his name. Let's see his first name real quick. Uh, Akil Badu. He is a beast for the Tigers. Look him up. He's batting over 450, two home runs. He had a grand slam in his second professional MLB game. He is going to be the truth. I'm not going to lie to you for the Tigers. So the so the Tigers, they they have they have something they have something going on there. But I think they're a year away. I don't I don't think the Tigers uh, win this year. So it's going to be between the White Sox and Twins. And I honestly think I think the White Sox have the upper hand. And as we look at the White Sox roster overall, like let, let's look at let's look at their guys real quick. As we, they have Jose Abreu, they have, um, they have Tim Anderson. He is he is a stud. He had a great he had a great twenty twenty. He batted over three hundred, and I mean in sixty games you hit ten plus homers. That's something that's tough. They have Yuzmani Grandal. They have Zach Collins. Not Zach Collins. Jeez, he's he's stinking. My fault. 
But the but the White Sox, they have a good squad overall. And then, then let's look at their pitching real quick as just to throw some names out there. They have, let's see, as I'm just looking, they have Lucas uh, Golito. I know last year he had a pretty good 2020. So I think that's going to be between the White Sox and Twins. And honestly, I think the Twins, now I'm going to change. I think the Twins win. I think the Twins win the division, but the White Sox come in as one of the wild card teams. That's my sleeper team. I don't know if they're really sleeper teams, but that is my sleeper team of the year. I think the White Sox make it in as the second wild card, not the first, but the second. And then in the American League West, I'm not going to lie to you, I think this is going to be a one-team race, and I think it's going to be Houston and Houston only. This is their last year with Carlos Correa. I know he's in. I know he's having talks for his contract extension coming up, and I think Houston is going to dominate. I think this team is going to roll the AL West, and I honestly think they might make the World Series this year. This is their year uh, for Houston. I know their pitching is, hasn't been the same since... Uh, Garrett, Garrett Cole has left, but I mean, if you look at their roster from top to bottom, they went to the American League Championship Series and almost came back from three, 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 nothing. So you have Bregman, you have Tucker, you have Alvarez, Brantley, Correa, Altuve. This team is just stacked. And then you got to look at their pitching. Their pitching's a little bit weak, but I mean, they have guys that are there. They have Zach Granke, they have McCullers, they have. Uh, B. Abreu, what, let me see his name real quick. As uh, Byron Abreu, he's another guy. He's 23 years old. He's young. He's a good young arm. So this Astros team is win now. I'm not going to lie to you. And I honestly think they're going to make the World Series this year. They're, 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 I don't see a team beating this team in a seven-game series unless they are like the Dodgers as like a revenge, as like a, refre- a revenge World Series from 2017. So that is my three. So my three division winners. I'm going with the Yankees, the Twins, and the Astros. And then for my wild card spots, this is where it gets tough because there's a lot of good teams. Kansas City, they're pretty good. Well, Kansas City they stunk last year. Detroit, I think. Well, you got Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to be in the mix. I know. I I think. Because, I mean, Boston usually doesn't stink forever. Boston's probably going to be in the mix. Toronto's also going to be in the mix. So, it's going to be tough. But who I think gets in. So, I have my sleeper team is the White Sox. I think the White Sox get in as the second wild card. My first wild card, I'm going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. I think that this team is solid. And as we look, let's see. let's, Let's look at their team. They have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He is a great, solid leader on their team. Uh, they have, let's see here. They have Randall Grichik. He's another guy. He had a great 2020, hit 12 home runs last year, and he's already up to a great start for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and then we got to look at their pitching as well. Their pitching is pretty solid, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I mean, it, it's early, though, in the year, but, I mean, they have... They have some guys. They have Jordan Romano. He had a good 2020. He had an ERA of under two. So, I mean, if you have an ERA under two, you're doing something right. They also have Steven Matz. So, that's, oh, no, he stinks. He had a terrible 2020. So, the Blue Jays, honestly, their pitching is is okay. 
But they also picked up Rayu. I know he was a Cy Young candidate a couple years ago. So, and they also have Chatwood as well. It's another guy. So, I mean, I mean, I, I think, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. I, honestly, uh, quite frankly, the wild card spots are always gonna be toss ups. But between the Blue Jays, Boston, White Sox, Indians. Even Angels and the Mariners, it's going to be tough between all those teams. But I, those are my two wild card spots. So here's my postseason in the American League: Yankees, AL East, Houston with the best record in uh, uh, in the AL. They're going to come out of the West, and then I have the Twins coming out of the Central. And then my two wild card teams are the Toronto Blue Jays and the Chicago White Sox. So definitely, definitely not, definitely a different. Uh, postseason bracket. Hopefully Toronto does good. If they stink, I look like an idiot. If they're good, who knows? Now for the National League. We got to, I'm going to start my way backwards and I'll end with the NL East. So the NL West Dodgers easily. I have the Dodgers winning the division. They are the most complete team in baseball and they continue to just sign players. I don't get it. Baseball should have a salary cap. I don't understand why they don't. But the Dodgers, they picked up Trevor Bauer. What else do I have to say? They have Mookie Betts. They have so many star power. They're, 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 they're too high-powered. And they are the defending World Series champions. So I have the Dodgers coming out of the NL West easily. And then I have the Padres being the first wild-card team. So right away, two teams from the West. Dodgers win a division. Padres are the wild-card team. You add Blake Snell. Your, your pitching's better, and you also have an absolute stud in Tatis Jr. So the Dod- the Padres, they got something special brewing. So I got the Padres. I have the Padres being the first wild card and the Dodgers winning the division. In the Central, this is where it's tough because look, I really like the Cardinals this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati even won as well. Uh, Cincinnati, they're up to a 5-1 and one start. And they're all they're at, they're honestly they're they're playing really good they're playing really good basketball honestly, uh, not basketball baseball. Uh, Castellanos has four homers. Naquin has four homers already. Uh, Aquino has two home runs already. And then their pitching is bend but not break. They have Luis Castillo. They have Hoffman. They have Doolittle. They have uh, Manhole. They have Wade Miley. So I mean they have they have a couple guys that I know from from like a couple years back and stuff. But I still like the Cardinals to win a division, though. I think the Cincinnati Reds are starting out hot. So I like the St. Louis Cardinals. I love what they I love what the Cardinals added to their team. Um as I and because I know Adam Wainwright is pitching tonight. Sorry, I was just checking that. So I mean I really like getting Nolan Arenado. He is this I think he was the great acquisition of the of the year for the St. Louis Cardinals. He gives them great defense. He's like a I believe, like a seven-time gold glover. And he's also an absolute beast hitting the ball. So you add that to your lineup, your team should get better. So I like the Cardinals winning the Central. And then in the NL East, it's a toss-up between... I don't think the Nationals... I think the Nationals are a good team, but I don't think they're good enough to win. They're not there yet. I, I believe 2019 was their year. They won the World Series. I mean, they still have Max Scherzer. They still have the. They still have Steven Strasburg. The Nationals are going to be a tough fight. And I honestly think that they will fight for a wild card spot. Miami has no shot. 
I mean, they made the playoffs last year. Great for them. Atlanta is definitely the most complete team out of the bunch. I think the Mets, they have a little, as great as they got Francisco Lador, the Mets, I think they're still missing. I still I still think they need another arm to help their, their rotation. So that being said, I like the Braves to come out of the NL East. I think they're going to be the NL East champions again for, like, I believe the fourth straight year. I mean, the Braves, they have great young talent. They're young, and they're led by Freddie Freeman. He is He's an MVP. He's a beast. Freddie Freeman has been killing the Phillies for now a decade now. It's crazy how fast time flies. I remember when Freddie Freeman was a rookie. Crazy. Absolutely crazy how fast time flies. And then oh, the second wild card spot. This is where I get my drum roll. My second wild card spot in the NL. I got to go with my favorite team, the Phillies. I think the Phillies just squeak in there. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I think it's gonna be Phillies, Nationals, Mets, all battling it out for the division. And I think the Phillies get in as the second wild card, and they'll take on the Padres in the wild card round. The Phillies are due to make the postseason. They have been. I'm not gonna lie to you. They I I, I need to see more from them. And let's get Bryce Harper into the postseason. I think that's gonna be great. So here is my postseason bracket in the American League. Houston's number one seed. It, so it'll be Houston, and he'll take and they'll take on the winner of Toronto and the White Sox in the Central. Then you have the Yankees winning the East, and then the Central you have the, the Twins. So they battle it out, and then it's going to be Yankees, Astros, ALCS, and then I believe Astros go to the World Series again. Then in the NL. I have the Dodgers taking on the winner of the Padres Phillies series or wild card. Then I have Atlanta and St. Louis battling it out in the first round. And uh, and who knows what would happen there. So that is my MLB postseason bracket. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. And I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast because we are about to wrap everything up. You guys, again, can tune in to Swoop Radio. with I'm your host, Josh Sanchez, every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time if you get this live stream. And you can also tune in on Twitch on Thursdays. I usually will post the time in advance. Sorry, this week I've been scrambling a lot because I had a brand new work schedule and trying to adjust. But tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on Anchor.fm. Just search Swoop Radio and I'll pop right up. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And this is Josh signing off. Swoop. All done.